it's fine. Everything's going to be fine. I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Maybe, maybe this isn't a wake-up call. Maybe it's a red flag. That's certainly possible. There's reason for concern. Arkansas 28, six winners over the Kent State Golden Flashes here in the home opener in Fayetteville, Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium. Get you a good look at the venue here. Nice crowd for game one in Fayetteville. Not a, not a great showing by the Arkansas offense at all. In fact, extremely disappointing. They couldn't block anybody. Um, the running backs couldn't find lanes when they were there. They had a couple other issues here and there. Just, you know, kind of some sloppy play overall. Just never really seemed to get into, a, into sync. And is this something that they can fix? Is this a product of having a brand new offense and they, they had to go through something like this? Sam Pittman said all week, you know, are we a team that needs to be surprised? Maybe. Hopefully that's what's happened here. Hopefully this is a team that needed to get surprised and this isn't what Arkansas is. So disappointing to come out here, I mean, in front of all these fans in a game where you felt like you should have just rolled these guys, you know. Should be up here laughing and celebrating, poking each other in the bushes. Ha ha, look what we did. But that's not what you got. You got a 28-6 win. Important to remember it's a win. And we'll get to the defense because the defense did exactly what they should do. Now, before you poke your chest out too far, you got to remember that this team had their starting quarterback transfer to UCLA, where he's the third team guy. This is a team that was five and seven, by the way, last year out of the MAC conference and has a brand new head coach. Lost three of their starters on the offensive line, had five brand new starters on the offensive line, including a true freshman center. Lost their two wide receivers, lost their running back who ran for 2,500 yards the last two years. Um, you know, they got wiped out pretty good by the transfer portal. This is, as I've mentioned, the sad side of the transfer portal where you just lose all your best players when you have a coaching change and you're on the MAC level or something, a group of five level. And that's kind of what happened to this team. Credit them for stepping up and playing way better. This is a team that gave up over 700 yards, 300 and something rushing yards last week to UCF in a 56-6 loss. But they came in and fixed some of their issues and, and gave Arkansas all they wanted. Um, the mantra kind of what I heard from players all week was we're not worried about what they do, we're worried about ourselves. And I don't know. I don't know if that worked out too well for them. Now, Arkansas has got to get some things figured out on the offensive line. That's, that's where it all starts. Uh, you know, they're rotating players, trying to figure some things out. They've had some injury issues. Is this a product of Dan Enos' new offense? You know, we saw back in 2015, go back to the Toledo game, they moved the ball in that one, but they couldn't get into the end zone. This one, they just couldn't move the ball. They got it into the end zone, but they couldn't move the ball. And eventually the offense picked up. They figured some things out about their personnel. They got a lot of new faces out there. Hopefully, hopefully that's what's going on here. And we're not seeing an offensive line that's just gonna be a problem all year with KJ Jefferson running for his life. I felt like in a lot of ways, they wanted to win this game without running KJ Jefferson and got to a point where they just had to, they had to run him. And that's when the offense works at its best. But again, getting a few kinks here, here and there figured out, uh, you know, had some issues with wide receivers early. They had a third down uh, pass that should have been completed to Jaden Wilson early in the game that stalled that drive out. KJ wasn't really on the mark. Now, is that a product of getting pressure or is it, you know, just KJ not being on the mark? I thought he was throwing some balls low actually today. Just wasn't having his best game. You combine that with the pressure that they had. Not having Rocket Sanders obviously is an issue, but they got talented enough running backs and sometimes they just weren't finding the right running lane. Now, what I liked is the way that things ended in this game. Goal line stand here, you know, it's first and two after a big play. They limited them to like 200 yards of offense, total offense. Um, but you have a big play down here to the two yard line. 
defense stands tall and you know holds them out of the end zone and then you know you put 11 straight runs together for like 65 yards and take the last 605 off the game clock so those are things that i think you know you can pull away if you're looking for some positives but there's absolutely reason to be concerned about this team going into BYU. Now things change week to week. You can go back and get some things fixed. Again, if this is a red flag, then it's a problem. If it's a wake-up call, maybe it's something that you can get fixed. I do think that they have to stop rotating things around on the offensive line. Um, and it's just kind of where they are. They've had so many injuries with Brady Latham, with Devon Manuel, um, you know, just trying to figure things out there. Is it Takias Crawford? Is it Joshua Braun? At some point also, I think you have to maybe not worry about, I'm not saying they're, they're, not, they're worried about hurting people's feelings and stuff, but at some point you gotta make some choices and maybe this is a game that helped them make some choices. And you know, a lot of it could have been Kent State just getting walloped by UCF last week. But each game is different. You can't really compare scores. But to say that we're all a little disappointed in the way this game turned out, beautiful venue. You guys love when I say beautiful Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. But we're all definitely disappointed in the way this game played out. Got to do some things better. And, you know, the first game against Western Carolina was really encouraging just because they did exactly what you would expect them to do, came out and just rolled those guys over. Um, this game, I mean, is it a product in part of Kent State having a little pride? and showing up, regardless, Arkansas still should have put 40 plus on those guys. They should have. Now the defense got 11 TFLs and get out, yep. 11 TFLs, seven sacks. Everybody was talking about, hey, that's not enough sacks last week versus Western Carolina. They got it figured out this week. We got a little bit different route home on the walk and talk. No more lot 44 grass after five years. We moved over here to the parking deck. So we're taking a different walk with you. Hey, while I'm thinking about it, I just want to say, I mean, I can't count how many people I've had come up to me and just say, hey, love the walking dog, love what you're doing there. And I just really appreciate it. Never would have thought it would be so popular. But what could we get excited about with this team? Linebacker, Jaheim Thomas. How about how Chris Paul played when he came into the game? How about Antonio Greer, his first snap, his first ever snap as a Razorback? making a pick six, kind of one up Brad Spence a little bit. His first game as a Razorback with an 85-yard pick six. His first snap as a Razorback with a 25-yard pick six. So there's a lot of good to take away from the defense. The defensive line, I've felt for a long time, is a strength of this team. And, you know, that lends into fall camp. Is the offensive line having problems, or is it just because the defensive line is so good? Maybe it's a little bit of both but got to get some things figured out up front on the offense. They just do. And there's some new faces up there. And again, they've had some injuries, but I feel like everything that we're talking about kind of revolves around that. Now, something I haven't really mentioned yet, I was so disappointed 
to see them come out and go for it on fourth down from their own 34-yard line. And I know it's different era in college football and everybody talks about analytics, but you know, Sam even commented in the press conference that he knows what the analytics says. He you know, dialed somebody up upstairs and it says go for it and all that stuff. But what he should have done is listen to Sam Pittman, as he said, the Samalytics. Samalytics say don't go for it. I've always been a proponent of that. Take your medicine when you're in field goal range and get the points because there's such a huge momentum swing that you can experience sometimes when you don't get it. And I don't know if analytics fully calculates that. I'm not a math whiz, I don't know, maybe it does in some kind of way. But I just know that it can be a momentum killer and I felt like they came out, maybe they had a kind of a come to Jesus in that locker room and hey, we're gonna march it down their throats and then you run into that fourth and one and I don't know, I haven't rewatched it so maybe, maybe he was real close to getting it or maybe he did get it and maybe they should have reviewed it. Maybe they should have reviewed the touchdown also down there uh, where they where they came out in that jumbo package and got to delay a game right at the goal line. That was disappointing, wasn't it? I mean, geez, like, do not have goal line issues like that, you know? But on the fourth down, I just, I feel like you, you just, you can't just try to decide who wins the game at the start of the second half by going for it on fourth down in your own territory. The good news is the defense completely bailed them out. I mean, the defense, just came after him. And that's kind of what we were wanting to see, especially from that defensive line, because I know I've talked about it so much. Hey, I think this defensive line may be one of the best ever at Arkansas. And I think they're going to show that again. You know, this isn't the offensive line you just anoint them with. Frank Royals statue. I'm sure there's some people that have never seen this. It's a different walk home, so we got a little bit different venue. A little different. Stuff to look at. I know this is part of the walk and talk, get an inside look. BYU's coming to town, and I haven't looked at them a whole lot just yet. I remember from last year, I know that they're gonna be coming in thinking about revenge. And maybe they come in and say, hey, we can, we can attack this offensive line. But I think that you have to, for this offense to work to its full potential, you gotta get KJ Jefferson running the ball. He almost needs to take a lick. He almost, and he kind of said that in the post game, but we always kind of thought that. You almost kind of just got to pop him a little bit for, for the juices to get flowing. So what else do we take away from this? Well, we got to talk about Isaac Tesla. I mean, the dude just does not drop passes, knock on wood, but I mean, it doesn't matter if it's too low, if it's in traffic, what? If it's touching his hands, he's pulling it in. Really impressed with him. I'd like to see Isaiah Satania get a little bit more involved though. We have not seen Satania like really utilized other than on special teams. I mean, he caught a pass or two last week. I don't think he caught a pass today, but he's so explosive. And maybe they're just holding that back. I think that's probably part of it. You guys know how I feel about Sam Pittman. I think he got a little upset with me maybe a little bit with the question I asked about rotating the offensive line and how other teams just don't do that. Not upset, but maybe didn't love my question. But I do love Sam Pittman, and I think that's true for most Razorback fans out there. Don't hit me. 
I think that's true for most Razorback fans out there that you really want Sam Pittman to be the guy to lead this team. But at the same time, you can be real disappointed with the way things played out. I just think so much revolves around just getting this offensive line straightened out. And, you know, Pittman's right. It's not just the offensive line. There were opportunities for the running backs here and there where they just didn't, you know, find the seam. I don't know what else to say, but I usually say that and just keep talking for a while. I ditched the gimbal last week I used on the walk and talk because it was like making me look like I was on a trampoline or something, like keeping everything else steady. I got this one that goes real long now. How about that? <laughs> All right, everybody. I'm getting over to the hill. I'm, I'm not going to walk up this hill and have everybody talk about how out of shape I am in the off season. So I'm going to call it right here. Arkansas has got to do better. We all know that. Let's see what happens against BYU. Was this a red flag? Was it a wake-up call? Again, hopefully it's the latter. But I'm not saying I'm skeptical. I'm just maybe a little worried. I mean, everybody knows what I was saying about this game. It's going to be a bloodbath. It should have been. You should. <laughs> You should skull drag a team like this. You just should. I'm sorry. You should. I mean, and everything I see on video of them, and maybe it was a wake-up call for them against UCF that you got to do better, but everything you see on this team on video is just like, this team's not very good. I still would like to see them play Western Carolina. I wouldn't love to see that. I wouldn't even watch that game, but you know what I mean. All right, everybody. I said I wasn't going to walk up this hill, get all out of breath. I appreciate you watching the walk and talk. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com. We'll be back with you guys on Monday. Noise pollution. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you guys on Monday for Hogsports Live. It's been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com. After 28-6, Arkansas over Kent State. We'll catch you next time.